Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Out Podcast, Crucial Conversations. Jamal, it's been a while. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. The Thanksgiving break was uh, fantastic. We needed the break. We needed the break. Um, But I will say, shout out to our last guest. Uh, That that show did phenomenal. So kudos to him. If you haven't caught it, I strongly recommend that you catch up with it. It is titled uh, The Sandbox Mentality. It's with a friend of Jamal's, Matthew Woods. Um, Anyway, yeah, we took a small break, needed it. Um, but I was talking to some people today and, and one of the topics I want to talk about today, Jamal, is um, there was some people I know that got offered jobs uh, here and, and, and teaching jobs um, and they're wanting them to make the break right after uh, Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And so right. there, there, there's always a dilemma. Like, you know, I, heck, I, I can speak from experience. I remember when I switched schools they asked me to do it over, over, you know, the winter break. And I just couldn't do it. Um, cause I was having such a good year, but they eventually, you know, they gave me some time and, and they made it accommodating. And I'm not trying to say, Oh, they really mm-hmm. wanted me, but you know, they, they convinced me. And, um, right. one of the things that he really impressed upon me is, as is one of my former principals is that you recruit well, you treat them well, and you wish them well. Mm-hmm. And by that, they re- and again, I'm not making this about me, but they they recruited me to go there. Uh, they treated me very well, and then they mm-hmm. they even said jokingly, they knew that I wasn't going to be there forever mm-hmm. because their whole mission was is that we want you to grow and we want you to thrive. And when we wish them well, is because in a lot of cases, you'll leaders create leaders. Right. So, want to talk to you about that? About you know, you're, you're you've been a principal and you've been around administrators and everything else. Is that is that an anomaly in the education sector, or is that starting to become a thing where you recruit yes. well, you treat them well, and then you wish them well? Yes and no, and it really depends on the leader um, or just the system in which people operate. There, within any system, there are people who. Um, conceptualize the world in such a way that they create a system given their authority to keep you in a place. I've had administrators um, say that like the people shouldn't hire me when I was a when I was a biology teacher, and they say you shouldn't hire them. And I was getting offered a job one minute and then I got a phone call that was like hey we're, we're going to go in a different direction at the at the same time but I've also had people who are like man if you don't hire this guy for the next promotion you're absolutely positively crazy and I think we all go through um both ends of the spectrum depending upon who it is that we who, who our who our leader is at that time um, but overall, do I think that um, education does a good job with recruiting talent? No, not at all. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so, like, I think in, in education, it is it, to be to be a teacher, just a teacher at a, at a good school. Um, the the way that references 
are utilized the questions that are asked when you become a teacher i feel like to be a hairdresser they ask you more questions about the profession than they do uh when you get some teaching jobs um and some even some administrative jobs it like like the what you're expected to do uh or based on that interview process it's it's really not rigorous there um so there's a constant hire constant hiring of people who may not provide the adequate support for that school um because a lot of times we look at resumes and unfortunately because there is a teacher shortage um we we hire bodies we hire bodies and then only to get rid of those bodies and then you got to look at our system for look at our system for evaluating teachers the the Danielson rubric and some of these other systems are literally designed to um, get rid of the bottom ten percent of teachers. Um, there's a the the system. You're you're looking for things that are that are wrong with individuals. And if you do any research on just positive psychology, if I tell you consistently what you don't do well, that's going to bring down your morale. Um, it's going to mess with your psychology. And all of a sudden, you're, you're not going to be able to perform as well. So from, from the recruitment stages um, to the interview process to the nationwide evaluation system, it's, it's average at best. And then you combine that with people running an average system that might not run the average system at optimal levels. You yeah. have people making decisions about people who might not, who sh- probably shouldn't be making decisions about people. Yeah. So uh, w- one thing that I will say um, about that, uh, recruit well, treat them well, wish them well. You know, when, when I was, when I was first heard that, like he had such a, yeah, this is what happens. And my concern was, is like, Oh, aren't you afraid of losing some of your best people? And he says, no, you always use, and I, I'm speaking for him. He's like, no, you lose your best people because mm-hmm. it, it, if, if they have leadership, they eventually want to spread that. Like the, you know, like that culture is already a leadership culture there. So they want to go and you know, make fishers the men, so to speak. And, and they, right. they want to, they want to go and, and, and do their thing. So I've, I've got no problem with that. My problem mm-hmm. was that like when you talked about the bottom 10%, I think this mm-hmm. is something that, is kind of unfortunately politicized or, or used in the wrong way, but mm-hmm. there are some, and <laughs> you're not allowed to criticize, but there are some bad educators out there. And yeah. you know, I, like it, it's, it's one of those things that you shouldn't admit kind of thing. But uh, I, I think that's also where education can get a bad rap is that sometimes to get, sometimes it's so hard to get rid of a teacher that you say, and, and, and I don't think this is good practice, mm-hmm. but schools will say and do anything to like make sure that he or she gets hired somewhere else. And that's also right. Right. <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes it comes down to uh, an incompetent evaluator as well. Um, if, you, if, if you're doing something in a classroom that has validity and it moves students forward, and let's say your administrator 
or the person who's evaluating you doesn't like the way that you're doing it. Now, you're right. There are some bad <laughs> teachers, but there are also some bad administrators when it yep. comes to observations. I don't like the way that you did this. And it becomes subjective rather than objective. <clears throat> and then just to back up, the, the, the Danielson and Marzano rubrics were never designed to uh, cut the bottom 10% of teachers. They were designed to grow teachers. So if you if you approach it from that standpoint, then on any given day, like correction shouldn't it shouldn't be a once or twice per year kind of thing. Like this isn't corporate America um, when you're doing like a summative review. Like you need ongoing feedback to really capture um, what a teacher does every day. But then that requires that requires me to get into the classrooms. That requires me to do a little bit more work as opposed to doing the status quo. But to I say all that to say is on both ends of the spectrum, there are people within that process that just make the system bad, which makes it hard for us to recruit well, treat people well, and then wish them well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I also, like what, when you're going over that story, I was kind of playing out in my head like i i love leadership books and mm-hmm. through most of the lens it's talking about well i like case in point the book i just finished the no rules rules and it was how mm-hmm. amazon's i'm sorry uh, how netflix started and their culture of um you being responsible for you and and mm-hmm. they trust you and they respect you as um a leader. Now, the, the best part is, is that they, they shared learning experiences along the way. Because every now and then I'm like, well, of course you can do that when you're a you know, Fortune 5 company. Um, but <laughs> even in the midst of me trying to dismiss it, I got to be honest, there are some times where I'm like, man, school needs to be, at time. I mean, again, I know not always, but school could be ran like a business a lot more. It should than, be. That, what's that? It should be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know there's some differences, but I mean, well, yeah, walk me through that. You immediately said it should be. Yeah, it should be because there's a business component of school. And and so if you pull up to McDonald's and you're like, hey, man, let me get a cheeseburger and a milkshake. And they're like, the milkshake machine is down. We're normally okay with the milkshake machine being down because you really don't go to McDonald's for a uh, milkshake anyway right you go to mcdonald's because they got good fries and they got good hamburgers right <clears throat> you pull up they say all right no problem go pull in the slot one and one hour later they bring you out your food are you pleased with that yeah no <laughs> no why because it the the origin the, the point of origin of mcdonald's is fast food So my expectation when I pull into a McDonald's that it's going to take me 10 minutes or less. And at the 10 minute mark, I'm trying to figure out like, are they killing the cow? Are they, are they growing the potatoes? Like what's, what's really going on? But so then, so then like, like that's like, that's the origin. Well, school, we, we are in the business of growing children, causing them to learn. And schools get a bad rap when we don't facilitate that. Now, we're in the business of children. 
there are a lot of different components to the business of children. You have, you have teacher development, you have community development, you have student development and their needs. Um, you have all of these different stakeholders. There's so much money that goes into each and every child. Um, if, the, if the students stop going to school, and, and here's the thing that like, I don't think that we, we get, and this, is, and this is my private school administrators understand this. So if you're in private school, I'm, I'm speaking your language, um, but it's the same in public school. If the kids do not show up, you do not get paid. Kids generate the revenue. Whenever someone is in negatively impacting the bottom line of causing students to grow, then you have to give attention to that appropriately because yeah. it's business. Whenever someone is causing children to grow and impacting the bottom line positively, you have to address it. So, but I think what we think sometimes in public school is the taxpayers pay the dollars. It's really the parents sending their 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 kids. Yeah, tax money does. Right. But that that tax money is generated because those parents send that kid to that school, and if that and that parent doesn't send that kid to the school. So if you have your school that's in a city, and the parents get together and say, "We're not coming here. We're gonna take five hundred of our kids and go to another school across town." Well, I guarantee you're gonna lose half your teachers. Yeah. Because there won't be money to fund it, but Typically, parents don't understand the power that they have, but they do in more affluent communities. And then this is why you have that 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 balance of private school education and yeah. public school education. And the more affluent schools or schools that are in more affluent neighborhoods, they cater to the parents a lot differently than uh, places that don't have choice. If if private schools are only other choice, like it, it's a business and students. I'm going to say this and take take this statement with a grain of salt and then the next one, put a piece of bread on it. Students generate income. The way we manage our students, it validates what we do for our income. Mm -hmm. So it's a business. So I like that you bring that up. Two thoughts go into my head. Um, Man, I'll I'll forget the first. The second one, I'll come back to it as soon as I remember, but the second one is all of a sudden schools are careful and cognizant of losing students. Cause like you said, they lose revenue because right now, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just heard something on NPR this morning uh, about, you know, the lot of scrutiny of online charter schools and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I, I see sometimes justifiably um, mm-hmm. criticisms of competition but yeah. I, I will say, like, you know, I, 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 well, okay, I do remember my first point. When I first got my, my first, actually, it was my second teaching job, but my first at the high school, I told my principal, he says, what is your goal here? I said, to drive up property values. And he kind of laughed. And he <laughs> says, he's like, what do you mean? I said, I want to create a program so good that parents want to move here. And he's like, oh, uh, because that's like, that's a business. I mean, yeah. no, man, mind you, I'm not getting paid, but uh, well, I am to be a teacher, but like I was prideful of the fact that I wanted the school to have a reputation just like, mm-hmm. like certain schools do for football or for music mm-hmm. programs or for whatever. So mm-hmm. I like the fact that, you know, some schools do recruit. I mean, heck we sure as heck doing 
especially in your state and in Texas for football. So I've got no problem with recruiting the top talent because that school's reputation is, is solidified. What I, what I have issue with sometimes though, is the um, not all of a sudden, not wanting competition. Like, well, you know, and, and, and I get it. I get it before you send an email, please. I don't like, well, charter schools don't play by the same rules. Is it the same rules you're worried about? Or is it the fact that there's competition? Because in my humble opinion, competition makes everybody better. If somebody's right. breathing down your neck or all of a sudden people, if parents start voting with their school voucher, then the, the, then the choice was, and if the choice is not you, you've got some figuring out to do. And you know, the crazy, and to that, <clears throat> there, there, right now, and I say in most states, there is no school voucher. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's your FTE. The craziest thing is there are some parents who are literally leaving money in the Department of Education to send their kids to private school because they don't feel that the choices are are adequate enough with the programs that they have in public schools. And the thing that blows my mind is public schools have the ability to compete at the highest level. But what you see consistently is there's, there's so much disparity within a school system. You have your high performance school over here, your low performance school over here, but how many low performing private schools or even charter schools are there? I mean, I, I said, there's some low performing charter schools, but how many low performing private schools, established yeah. ones that you see? Well, that's just it. If they're low performing, they're not, they're no longer private schools anymore. Right. They, they are out of business. Right. So, so, so there's, so there's a level of what it is that you have to like, there's a different level of attention to the children. When I was a private school principal, if a parent had a concern, I rolled out the red carpet and there was an understanding in the building. Like these are the people that pay our salaries. So if there's a concern, we're going to provide the world-class customer service. To, to ensure and, and to ensure that they are happy as parents and that their student is learning. The only time we would ever say, well, no, here's how it's going to go is when it directly conflicted with the learning of their child. Mm. And it would negatively impact their child. Then we would say, well, here are our boundaries. And parents understood that. And it still helped us move forward. As a matter of fact, those kids learned learned at a, at a very high at a very high rate, um, b- because because partly because of that approach. There's no one thing that you do, but because of that approach, um, and the parents are more willing to be involved. Um, but then there are different challenges a- across the nation. But school is a business. Yeah. And part of business is getting the right people in front of the kids and making sure that they are taken care of. The one thing that like, I will say, and one of my fundamental beliefs is making sure that teachers, teachers and just across the board, whatever position that you have the authority to hire or whatever you're in, you have to realize that everyone is a professional. If I hired a teacher at a private school when I was the principal, like I would always say like, like I'm, I'm hiring you to do this job. I trust you to do this job. Um, so you are responsible for 
making sure that these outcomes are in order. And I'm going to treat you like a professional. We'll have discourse. You need to let me know what you need. Here, here are the expectations. Let mm -hmm. me know what you need to meet those expectations. As opposed to, you know, here are the expectations. Here's what you need to do to meet those expectations. I think that's a key difference when you're talking about treating people well, because I don't like to be micromanaged down. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, those are valid points. I, you know, I, and I didn't really mean to get off on a tangent on, um, well, actually I did. I mean, like, I, I think the theme really was administrators and, you know, superintendents, which awesome, right? like when, when you, when you go out of your way to recruit the best, you're creating, you're, you're understanding it's a business. Because I'll get some people that argue like school is not, but children are not products. I'm like, but our product is education and mm -hmm. you're in high demand. And it's okay that if you're a public school and you're in, in, you're in competition mm -hmm. with private schools, but when mm -hmm. you treat it like an investment in children, then I think that there's nothing wrong with that. So Absolutely. yeah, yeah, there you go. Good episode. There it is. There it is. All right, man. Well, as always, Jamal, appreciate these conversations. It's good to get back in the saddle. And uh, we'll have some more episodes for you guys here soon. But uh, oh, Jamal, look, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait before you go, the car that I drive. Oh, yeah. The car that I drive. Uh, it's a Nissan Rogue. Okay. I pictured Nissan, right. 2010 Nissan Rogue, man. We, uh, you know what? You know, that makes sense, though. You got three kids. Yeah, I got three kids. So. <laughs> I was going with sedan life, and then uh, you know, oh well. Yeah, I have, I, and I also have a, I also have a 2007 Impala that you know okay. we don't have payments on. We still rock it. That's good. Yes, yeah. good stuff. There you go. That's what I drive. If, if you would like to donate uh, a new car, <laughs> I like Porsche, Lexus, sure. yeah. Bugattis. Oh, so Christmas is coming up. If anybody feels a Bugatti in their spirit. Let me know. Okay. Nah, I'm just joking. I was just in, in Scottsdale not too long ago. I've never seen that many McLarens and Ferraris. Apparently, people are doing well in Phoenix, Scottsdale. I had no you idea. Did. Yeah. Good stuff. Told me to go there. Yeah. Maybe somebody there wants to donate. I don't know. <laughs> All right. For Jamal Crook, it's Don Wetrick reminding you, recruit well, treat them well, wish them well. We'll see you. Good episode. Oh, yeah.